Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Is there a brand new WWE faction forming? We might have got the first tease of something brand new on last night's SmackDown. I almost stumbled and then I spat everywhere. This is a great start to the show, Sap. It's fantastic. You didn't spray on me, so I'm all good, buddy. That's all good. I, I, I did spray it a little. Hello, welcome to the SmackDown review. I'm Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by Sat Eniangi. The E stands for... Enema. Enema. Google it, kids. Why? <laughs> Why enema? You said you got to put me in the spot, and that's what happened. Put me in the spot, and I just any e spews out my mouth. Any e, okay. Um, <laughs> Ecstasy, for goodness sake! Uh, Excitement, time. I don't know. Um, hello, if you're you're new here to the Rust Up Podcast channel, please do subscribe to uh, to the channel. We do reviews of SmackDown and Dynamite and SmackDown every week. We have a review of Collision. We're a bunch of content. It's all good. And for every like pay-per-view and stuff like that as well, we do live reactions. We do uh, pay-per-view reviews and everything. So please do subscribe. Like this video as well. Why not? Uh, Tempest, who is the regular host of this show, will be back next week. He's currently on his holly bobs in Canada, but he'll be back next week to be reviewing SmackDown as normal. But Sat. Pete, what day is it? It's Sat a day. No, it's not. It's Sat day everyone gonna tell you down in the comment section saturday day mm-hmm. it's saturday time i'm yeah. so glad to have you back this week mm-hmm. we had a hat boys the hat boys <laughs> that <laughs> is uh, i think genuinely the worst tag team name i've ever heard the hat boys the hat boys hat boys <laughs> this song. look at the hat mm, mysterious the hat <coughs> anywho um, I think we have seen the tease of potentially a brand new faction over in the old land of WWE. Uh, this one is quite interesting because it's a couple of, uh, a few talents, in fact, who haven't really been seen or been doing a lot lately. No. Um, so we just got randomly on an episode, on an episode, on a segment of this episode of SmackDown, the Street Profits were yes. in the parking lot and they were just walking back being like, oh, I hope he's on time. Wonder, wonder, wonder where this guy is. Yeah. Stretch Hummer pulls out. 
who walks out the back? Bobby Lashley. Bob Lash. Lashley walks over. He's like, hey, how you doing? You know, they hug, blah, blah, blah. And then he just gestures to the car. They all get inside and they drive away. He said, you ready to talk? Yeah. Ready to talk. And then, and then get in and then they drive away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's the whole segment. That's great. So now we need to talk about that for like 15 minutes. Oh, I can stretch anything out for 15 minutes. Totally a sex tape. Anyway, <laughs> this I think is really, really interesting because Street Profits haven't done much. Nope. In quite a while. Yep. Lashley hasn't really done anything since winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Trophy at Mania. And then he obviously was supposed to be in a feud with Bray Wyatt. And because of Wyatt's illness, he didn't have a feud anymore. So really since then, he hasn't really done anything. Nope. And I'm curious to see what this is going to be, because these are three really good talents, really popular, really over. I'm curious to see what they can make together. You know what? This made me... Uh, what, what I found fascinating, fascinating about this is, yeah, usually you'd hear, creative has nothing for you, right? That's always mm -hmm. like the reason why certain people don't get used. And yeah. look at that. Creative has something. It's created a buzz and we're talking mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, so I saw on social media, a lot of people are excited about it. I'm excited about it too. The only thing that I find is the negative is people say, oh, is it a new Hurt business? Mm -hmm. If it is a new faction, I think this faction will have a new name. But mm -hmm. unless, people saying unless uh, MVP was in that stretch hummer. Yeah. And probably Omos. <laughs> and Omos, why not? The reason I'm saying that is because Omos is one of those people that's undrafted. You know, he's a free agent. Yeah. So he can go anywhere he wants. Mm -hmm. I feel that's another excuse for like, we don't know where he's going to land. So we're gonna, we don't know what to decide yet. But um, the only, I want to say get out of the way. So Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are currently a tag team. Uh, um, as, as a tag team by themselves, they, they really don't hold up as much. They really use this fodder for other people. But Street Profit has proven to be a credible tag team on their own. But at the same time, it, it seems like they've run their course in their current formation or iteration. So it's, this gives the opportunity for a street, because as much as people want them to break up, and I'm happy they're not breaking up, because I feel like they haven't, they haven't exhausted every avenue as a tag team. One being a heel, one doing something different, being part of a group gives it something different to do. Uh, Bobby Lashley is another guy who's proven that he, he can work by himself. I was worried when he, they broke up with uh, MVP because part of the reason why MVP was with him in the first place was he wasn't doing well by himself. <laughs> well, actually, he wasn't doing well with Lana. He mm -hmm. did well with Leo Rush, but he, he, he just couldn't well, stand up. Yeah, he couldn't he stand up. He did okay with Leo Rush. He did okay with Leo Rush. <laughs> it's just the Vince had his fetish about Bobby Lashley bending over and showing his favorite move, which we didn't understand. Yeah. His favorite pose, yeah. So then MVP legitimized Bobby Lashley as a main eventer. And then when he became a babyface, I was worried because it seemed like Lashley was better as a heel. Mm -hmm. He got over as a babyface. Miracle. I mm -hmm. never thought would happen, but it did. He got over as a babyface. Um, I, I initially thought that uh, Lashley was being saved for summer, after SummerSlam to feud mm -hmm. with Roman Reigns. That made the most sense because yeah. Roman Reigns need more opponents after Jey Uso. Who better than someone he hasn't feuded with in a few years. Who better than someone that's actually pinned him before mm -hmm. than Bobby Lashley? Yeah. But Bobby Lashley took time off. We, we, the last time we saw him, he was busted open in a triple threat match involving Sheamus and, and Austin Theory. So to see him come out there, you know, wearing his fresh garms as he always does, uh, Montez Ford uh, dressed apart. Um, Dawkins was the only ones that didn't get the memo because he had his streetwear on. <laughs> yeah. Muddy trainers inside the stretch hammer. <laughs> Can't be doing that. Yeah. That's but, a faux pas. But the, the whole point of this conversation we're happening, we're meant to like speculate, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the excitement of our imagination. Let's get out there. What what do we envision? Is it a new group? Mm -hmm. Possibly. Because yeah. let's just say, let's talk. Maybe Lash is like, you guys haven't been winning much. You've been, mm -hmm. you know, you've lost momentum. You're overlooked. You're overlooked. Just like I am. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I still can't help but feel sorry for Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander because you know deep down it's like, oh, that could be us. Mm -hmm. It's it's weird. Maybe Triple H got around it. You don't want her business, but I got something different. Mm -hmm. So this could be, someone said that if they get Bianca involved, this would be the perfect group to go against Judgment Day. Oh, that's really good. Someone said it could be a bit... That's a great idea. Yeah. Because that was going to be my next point. Do yeah. you think this new group is going to be a heel group? Is this the long-reported slash speculated thing of the Street Profits heel turn? Do you think this is going to be the catalyst for it? And if so, is that going to line up with Bianca Belair's heel turn? Because she's been having a bit more edge to her character now. Even on like a promo on the show, which we'll talk about later, she was you know, she was still a face and she was appealing to the crowd and she was like, oh, you guys are great and everything. She was like, I've had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get back to a thing that I should have been given anyway. You know, mm. that's like a, a slight tease of like heel inclinations to start with. Do you think this is going to line up together? So uh, the, it's an interesting question. My the, the my, my answer to my response to that question is uh, how much baby faces do we have? That, that's that's my that's my kind yeah. of feeling. Yeah, because you, you oh, can don't worry. There's always Charlotte Flair, oh, the best baby face. Right. <laughs> so technically, the bloodline as a group is over. Even the bloodline still mm -hmm. is weird. Bloodline is like the 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 smoke of the bloodline still lingering around. Uh, the smog. Um, <laughs> that's my word of the day. Smog. smog. Uh, this could be potentially the new heel group for SmackDown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said already, Bobby Lash is at his best when he's an un unstoppable monster yep. heel. Uh, Street Profits, I feel like Montez Ford is probably itching to show the other side of him. He could play play that obnoxious side. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do comparisons, but I can see Montez Ford has that uh, intangible chaotic spirit that we see Juice Robinson has mm. over an AEW collision. I can see if you let uh, heel Montez loose, yeah. you're going to see unhinged promos. <laughs> Maybe not a lot of frothing because he he's a man of style, but you're gonna mm -hmm. see an unhingedness. And then Dawkins, he can you know shoot his stuff off in terms of being labelled as the genetic of the group. There's, there's possibly a lot of chip on the shoulder of of this guys. And I think as well, like Dawkins has improved dramatically over the years, and he's taller than Lashley. Yeah, like he he's a big dude. He and look, like, and he doesn't look like he doesn't wrestle like yeah, you. But he's been showcasing a lot of power. He's been showcasing a lot of speed and everything. And I think he can kind of like channel that into a really solid heel character if he's if he gets a chance to show it. Mm. I'm really excited for this because whether they're still a babyface group, whether they're a heel group, I don't even know if they're going to be a group. I don't know what's true. Th this is still just like the initial tease of the thing. I don't know where this is going to go. But I am genuinely curious about this. I think this could be something that's really great. And I I hope that. WWE notices that as well and puts everything they want behind them to make them a big deal. Do you, I think, or I would say, do you think uh, with the success of the bloodline and the, the pivot judgment they took post Edge mm -hmm. has made uh, Triple H think, hmm, this could be the formula in, in order to boost wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Just put them in a group, make yeah. it interesting because yeah. we're buzzing about it. That's a good buzz, right? Yeah. If you didn't get, yeah. Street Profits got in the car with Bobby Lashley, mm -hmm. whatever. But everyone's excited. Everyone's speculating about what could it be. I could see it. They can initially appear to be baby faces and then they turn heel. That, yeah. there's, there's two options. Either they're going to be outright heels, mm -hmm. but heels on whom? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the if they're rolling brutes. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I, but I, I was about to say at the same time as well. Roman is not around that much and we're not mm -hmm. idiots it is it's obvious that Roman past Jey Uso is not going to drop the title possibly till next year WrestleMania if that is even possible if, if it if it's not payback it'll be WrestleMania yeah so in the meantime it's like what do you do I guess you create a new monster group that dominates the place and mm -hmm. then possibly post WrestleMania Lashley may have 
another run. Mm-hmm. Possibly challenge Cody potentially if I'm fantasy yeah. booking ahead into the future when Cody, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably wins and goes to SmackDown as a result of it. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I think that there, there's a, at the very least potential for this to be great. Because I think each of them individually are great, packaged mm-hmm. together. I think there could be something better. And I think it's about time that all three of them have some sort of direction because they have been lacking in that in quite a while. And I think that even if they still maintain a babyface act, it gives each of them a different avenue. It gives them a different edge to their character. And that is something that I think the Street Profits have desperately needed mm-hmm. because while they are great in their current getup, I think they do need something different. It's about time for them to, to, to have something slightly different. They've been overlooked and disrespected recently when uh, the last time they were we saw them i think for last time i remember seeing them was when they did commentary for la and la Knight came out and la Knight had his match it was mm-hmm. post-match and la Knight cut a promo on them mm-hmm. and then that's like the last time you saw them and it, it seems like they haven't been as popular compared to the other flavor of the month or whatever it is yeah and um also as well people be talking about splitting up the street profits here's why you shouldn't split them up so people for ages been talking about splitting up new day right mm-hmm. so at the moment xavier woods it is around. You sure? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, d- break him up. Okay. What's David Woods doing right now? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. That's why you shouldn't rush to break things up. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to use the example of like, it, this was the creative time to show New Day, hey, mm-hmm. if we did break you up, we would take care of you. All it did is prove even more, you'll do nothing and mm-hmm. we'll get released. Yep. Keep us together. With Street Profits, obviously they see Montez as the as the future uh, main eventer. Don't sleep on Dawkins being a monster heel, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment, if you did break them up, it might be an Otis Tucker situation where mm-hmm. one will pro- you know probably you know swim, the other one will probably sink because mm-hmm. creative we have nothing for them. So I'm I'm glad they're exhausting the avenue of trying them as heels. Try them as yeah. heels. Yeah, try I, try just different flavor. Try them as heels. I think they combined. They have enough charisma to easily. Pull that off. I I would be really curious to see a Montez Ford heel. I think that that is an avenue that has not been tapped into yet. It's not a direction they've gone. And I think that he would be captivating as a heel, but personally. To, but also, let's go back to the infamous photo that was on Twitter. Just mm-hmm. to remind you, there was an infamous photo on Twitter backstage. It had MVP, uh, it had Omos, it had Carmelo Hayes, it had Street Profits. And then, then people said, oh, is this going to be the, the, the new Hurt business? Mm-hmm. So... Um, Ilya Dragunov is now going to face Carmelo Hayes for the title, NXT title. I forgot what show, pay-per-view show it is. Great American Bash, probably, whatever, something like Sounds that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Potentially, if Ilya wins, uh, you know, Carmelo Hayes could potentially join mm-hmm. this new faction as well. Yeah. I'm just, it, it goes, if all fantasy booking all options, that that picture could come to fruition. That could have been like a precursor. It could have been mm. a premonition. Yeah. The premonition. Yeah. Going into into broken mat there for a second there. I always love his his, his uh, pronunciation words. Yeah. Yes. Anywho, uh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm super excited about this. I think this is a very good idea, and I'm glad they did it. You've got the tippy taps open on your phone. Was it doing little little tappy noises when you did that? It shouldn't. You got tappy noises. I, maybe I got tappy fingers. I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, What do you guys think about this new potential WWE faction? Let us know in the comments below. I'm pumped for it. Let us know your thoughts. I'm pumped! Like that.
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's talk about the rest of SmackDown, though, shall we? Let's let's talk about what's causing let's. all this. Uh, we started off the show with Bianca Belair. Yes, we did. Who came out to cut a promo being like, hey, I, as we mentioned earlier, this tiny little, like, teases of healness. She's not a heel by any means. But there's little hints of her being like, look, I should have had a rematch for my title ages ago. Yeah. Like, it was May 27th, the Night of Champions, when Asta screwed me out of the belt, and I have not had a rematch since, and I've had to jump through hoops to get to this point to even potentially get a match. That's dumb. And then she said, I'm gonna win, because she's great, cool, but then it's Bianca versus Saskia tonight, and I was like, I wonder if that match will end in DQ. Who could possibly say? Um, Charlotte then comes out, because of course she does, and they, like, put each other over. She did one of my favorite things, by the way, when Charlotte came out. Because some people do it, where they don't quite have, like, the timing down of their entrance or, like, they're looking for certain points. She has to hit her mark on the spot. So she walks like a sim. So she comes out, and she's just walking, and then she just has to take a step, just like... Oh, now I need to pose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she, she did it just before she walked up the ring steps as well. She walks up, and then it's just like... Dun. Dead, and dead, then walks dead. up the steps. <laughs> it's oh. one of my favorite things. Look at that. There's a little extra uh, Easter egg for you guys to to, to watch. Uh, Charlotte's very entrance. Very funny. Uh, so Bianca and Charlotte. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I won't, I will correct you if I have to. Did they brawl last week? You know, on that very quick, like minute long segment, where it was Asuka's here, then Bianca's here, then Charlotte's here, and then Io and Bailey are here, and then they all brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte and Bianca were brawling last there week. There's some Cool. So Charlotte came out this week and they were like, huh, you're great. I'm like, no, you're great. And we're like putting each other over. And then Charlotte was saying, I really hope you win tonight. Because when you do, I think I'm first in line. And Bianca was like, well, the queen, you're great. 
and I'm the EST versus the Queen. That sounds like a good match, doesn't it? And Charlotte's like, yeah, I should be first in line. And then Bianca's like, huh, that sure sounds like a great idea. And Charlotte said, I know, me versus you sounds like a great idea, right? And the Empanga's like, huh, what a great idea. Maybe we should do that at SummerSlam. And Charlotte's like, yeah, so when you win tonight, it's going to be me versus you. And Bianca's like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. It was very repetitive, is my point. It's, it's, it's an equivalent of two people sat at a table and they both have guns underneath the table at each other. <laughs> Yeah. That's the way I saw it. If, if you're wondering why, why, why did they engage in that style of uh, conversation? It's obviously meant to be disingenuous. Mm. Uh, also, it's kind of like they've they've tried the violence part. So um, uh, to go back to what you said, which I find interesting. Mm. So Bianca had to go all through that hoops, mm -hmm. all, all, all through you know the rings of fire to get where she where she is um, on the show, and then Charlotte comes out. Yeah, after you win the title, I'm um, next. You know. Be, you know, Don Oscar's rematch claims, I'm next in line. Mm -hmm. Even though technically she lost, that she should fall somewhat down the ladder. Mm -hmm. As much as she tries to be a baby face, it is hard to ignore that she's that baby face that's annoying. Mm -hmm. A baby face that constantly thinks that she's owed something. And that makes her heel. That makes her the biggest heel, but she doesn't see it. Mm -hmm. but does it make her delusional, mm -hmm. heel, you know? But uh, I find it interesting how Charlotte always has to be in the title scene because I think that's always been a criticism and I think she knows it. It's, it's, it's a weird... Charlotte Flair will probably go down as the, one of the most interesting case of boggling pot potential. In ring, she's great. This, everything we ever criticize or, or nitpick or pick at, it will always be character-based because I feel like they never nail her character. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. That's what, what her character was initially, is they refused to evolve her mm -hmm. and she becomes stale and stagnant. And, and it's horrible because she's so much more than what the company's given her. It's kind of like they're underrating her in a weird way, even though you think like they should not underrate it. But she can do so much more than they're giving her. It's like give her a chance to flourish and try something different. Heck, let's, let, let her be a brunette. Let her try something different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're just, they're just, you're, just, you're just afraid. Um, Charlotte Flair is almost an equivalent to a, a movie franchise. They refuse to do anything different. It's kind of like, nope, gotta do the same thing over again. Mm -hmm. Gotta, you know, refresh, copy and paste all over again. Fast and Furious. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but what I hate, mm -hmm. what I hate is Asuka is an afterthought. She is the mm -hmm. champion. She, she might as well be a podium with a belt on it. Yeah. Because it seemed like they didn't, they didn't even say it. You're going to beat Asuka. Asuka be gone. It's like, where's that sense of urgency? Because it wasn't just a title. Asuka blinded Bianca Belair. So it should be a blood feud. It shouldn't be like, oh, I want my belt back. Sure, I want my belt back. And I want to humiliate the person that mm -hmm. basically took the title from me and kicked me in the head and, and knocked me out. You yep. know what I'm saying? That should be the urgency. Because like, eh, Asuka, whatever. She's holding the belt. Asuka's a threat. Yeah. They talk about her 940 something or 50 something days she had the title and then everyone's overlooking her. I just don't like that. I just don't like And yeah. the fact that Asuka didn't even come out and interrupt the promo. Mm hmm Bloody heck. I agree. Uh, this was a fairly... I don't think this segment needed to be that long. Um, and it didn't further that much. What I did like, though, is how it was referenced later. And I'll talk about that more later. But there was a backstage segment that I think paid off on this segment quite well. No problem. Um, we got an announcement. In mm. fact, we'll talk about that later. We'll just go straight to Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. Yes. Uh, next. Yes, boy! Yes, boy. I really liked this match. You did? I had such a good time in this match. I don't know what it is. I got a real soft spot for Pretty Deadly. You do? I, I think they're fantastic. You do? Yeah. I love Pretty Deadly. They're amazing. Tempest, I love you. You're my brother. But you see, you need to be more like how Pete's being. Pretty Deadly is awesome. So I've been trying to pre really good. preach the virtues of Pretty Deadly mm -hmm. to Tempest to the point where I'm trying to teach their individual names. 
because he used to call Pretty Deadly Blonde and Pretty Deadly Brunette or yeah. whatever. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. I was like, the blonde one is Elton Prince. Yeah. I think of Elton John and my favorite artist, Prince. Yeah. So that's how I remember Elton Prince. And with Kit, he goes Kit Harrington. That's the way thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. So Kit Wilson that's and good. Elton Prince. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, boy. I, I just really like this match because they were, they were just telling the story of how, because basically since Pretty Deadly have come up to the main roster, I like that they haven't just been like, oh, you're terrible whatever and they granted they more often than not win by cheating but it's in like an endearing like oh that was clever cheating way savvy savvy savvy. rather than being cheap and being like oh you're actually terrible wrestlers but you're lucky Mm. it was like no you're clever you're Mm -hmm. smart cheaters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i really think is the difference with pretty deadly and I, it was it was a fun match. It had really nice back and forth. I really liked uh, some of the offense from Pretty Deadly and from Brawling Brutes. I think Ridge actually looked really good in this match. He's which improved. Is unusual. He, no, 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 unusual. Okay, let's not sleep on, sleep on Ridge the fridge. I'll say 2023. He's been a decent to good wrestler or good to decent sure. wrestler. Wherever the, the wherever the, the thing goes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't say anything negative. He he did a fisherman, a sit-out fisherman buster. Mm. How many of you guys can do a sit-out fisherman buster clean? He did it. So give give Ridge the Fridge his respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I thought it was improved. really good. He's improved. Yeah. And I really like the finish as well. It, it was, was smart. Again, again, it was just smart people where uh, it was, I think it was Kit Wilson, wasn't it? That was in the corner. Mm-hmm. And just as Ridge was going to come up, he pulled the turnbuckle pad off, dodged out the way, straight into Ridge's throat on the exposed turnbuckle, playing into that throat injury that they've been talking about since the Samoan spike, and then managed to get the pin. He just did a little uh, li- little splash, and then that was it. He did uh, a, leg drop, He sorry. did a leg drop. Leg drop, not a Elton Prince removed the turnbuckle uh, pads, and then after Ridge, the fridge has got a weak neck, neck mm-hmm. like sand, like Miro. And he, and he hit it on the on the turnbuckle and he did a leg drop and where leg drop often goes on the chest neck area so all the movements mm-hmm. he did made sense yeah he didn't do that and then super kicked him in the knee or super kicked <laughs> him in the face <laughs> and got a victory and it didn't make sense everything made like, like like you're saying the reason why pretty deadly on paper shouldn't be able to beat uh brawling brutes because brawling brutes should be able to run over them what they lack in in brute strength they make up in ring savviness and they mm-hmm. use their brains they they you can almost call them the ultimate opportunists because they're that you could say that yeah they're that savvy i'm i'm sure tempest would love that using the nickname of his, his favorite, favorite wrestler, wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad you got it He's, he's on vacation not watching this but if he no, watched he it watch he was chucking his mask at the screen he <laughs> see it as a betrayal I didn't mean to be I wasn't betraying you my friend I just want to make you see the vision pretty deadly are pretty great they yes are. boy yes boy Smackdown two tasty snacks yes mm-hmm. Uh, we got a recap of Waller versus Edge from last week, and then we had Grayson Waller backstage, cutting a promo, talking about his match later on, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about The Rock, and how The Rock called him out on social media, and then he went back and forth, and he was like, well, The Rock's using my name to try and get clicks. And then after the promo was done, he kind of popped his head back in and goes, if you smell what I'm cooking. Ha-ha. And he, and he <laughs> giggled. <laughs> no, but what I like is when he said that your your, your family's crumbling, but you got time mm-hmm. for me, which yeah. is true. because Which people were pointing out on social media, being like, hey, Rock, you should have other people. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there, I, I hated that. There's a lot of sociopathic people on the rocks mentioned afterwards. So I, I watched the the um the interaction and someone goes, Hey, you should be bloodline. I said, like, Come on, guys, relax. You're doing TikToks where your family's crumbling. And it's like, come on, guys. It's not real. I know. <laughs> it's a story. I know, gang. I know they are. They're like, you're doing TikTok in a gym. 
you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I've never seen so many people being so um, miserable towards someone. It's like, leave the rock alone. He doesn't want to wrestle. He's in his fifties. Yeah. But then again, with the with the like the writers and screen actors strike, he's gonna have a lot of time on his hands. Who knows? He may so visit, true. but just be nice to him, or he may not come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a recap of the tribal court from last week, and we got an update on Jimmy Uso from Michael Cole, who said he had ruptured rib cartilage and he's gonna be out for the foreseeable future. Who talks like that? He's got a broken rib, man. You know he's gonna be back. <laughs> ruptured rib <laughs> cartilage, Sat. We've got a broken rib. We don't know when he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really good um, because it definitively says Jay is going to be by himself for his title match against Roman, which or he should he? be. Which he should be. Get Rikishi involved. That'll be fun. Get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens back. Bring him back. No, in no. Why not? No, no. They just left. There was yeah. that weird after lingering thing where it's like, you're still, yeah. like, are you still living you're still with your ex? still kind of here. Like, I'm, still, yeah. I'm fine in the house. I'm still living with my ex. It's so awkward. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. But now they're separated and now they're on road doing their stuff. Even though they, they're universal tag titles, so they should be defending it on all shows. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, please keep KO and Sammy away from the storyline. They did a bit. They elevated the storyline. Now leave them with a reward of the of the tag titles mm-hmm. Jay Uso is his time to wrestle not win the title because we're going to talk about that later about if Jay Uso is sustainable as a babyface mm-hmm. mm. uh, we then had a backstage promo and this is the bit that I liked from the opening promo where yes. Charlotte is talking to Adam Pearce and she's like cool well I think my job here is done I'm happy with what's going to go on tonight I'm going to go home Adam Pearce was like you are uh, okay <laughs> cool mm. she walks off Bailey and EO Sky then jump in and be like, ha we're excited for tonight. <laughs> With their money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> they walk off and then Charlotte comes back and goes, you know, on second thought, I think I'm going to stay. And that I think is very interesting because Charlotte is pretending to be a baby face here. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be noble and heroic and be like, well, I'm going to stop the, the dastardly heels from interfering in this match. I have integrity for the women's title. You know? Sure. What she's actually doing is protecting her own title shot because she needs Bianca to hold the belt because Bianca has promised her mm-hmm. that she will get the title shot. You hear that, guys? So if Io Sky cashes in, mm-hmm. wins a title, mm-hmm. then Charlotte doesn't get her title no. shot. Charlotte is acting selfishly but pretending not to. That is good character work. That is incredible. You see that? If you missed it, now you know. Now you know. Yeah. That's what I like. That I think was very good. I don't still didn't like the opening promo, but I like the way that this referenced it and paid off in it. It was good. There you go. See, it's not the, the journey, it's the destination. It's the same. Surely this is the journey though. And the destination would be the like the pay-per-view or whatever. No, maybe you're right. Maybe the destination is the main event that we're about to talk about later. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh we then had a a heatless match between Zelina Vega and Bailey. Wow, yeah. I had nothing to fret for that. That was, um, that was a match, that one. Nothing really happened. Bailey won quickly. Well, um, Zelina had uh, a, a offensive flurry, babyface flurry in the early parts, early portions of the match. And then Bailey used her heel tactics, you know, the whole thumb yeah. in the eyes and whatnot. To, heel tactics. Yeah. And then uh, she did what I consider probably the worst wrestling finisher in all of wrestling. It's not good. The Rose Plant, because mm-hmm. it's so fumbly. It's so, like, it's, you know, there's like a mechanism to doing wrestling moves and it makes sense. It's like, it's like she has to do a lot of, just, yes, yeah, just, just, just do a, a reverse. Work. She just should just do a reverse. She should do like, um, what's that move? Um, let me see. 
the original um, Dirty Deeds. Was it called Dirty uh-huh. Deeds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do well, the original. The well. Yeah, yeah. The reverse yeah. DDT or the rever- mm-hmm. reverse. You know what I'm talking about? The headlock so, driver. So, yeah, the headlock, headlock driver. driver yeah. Just do a headlock driver. It looks sick. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's much better. It's, it's, it's like a mild version of a headlock driver, but she just gets you from the knee. Or just do an overdrive. She's just so. Don't do an overdrive. It's so much worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. No, but overdrive, I, I get it. Because at least the arm and the, like, it locks. It looks, it looks too, Rose Plant looks a bit too fiddly, if that makes sense. It's kind of like, I got my arm, I got my thighs, I got your head, I'm going to drop some, you know, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm like, is your knee getting the impact? Is her head getting the impact? Where are we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just do a Russian leg sweep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That would be the way to do it. Oh, skull yeah. crushing finale. You know, that's all the moves. Yeah. I feel like those are like all the other moves that I feel like the, these are from the same family and that's like the yeah. runt of the litter. You're mm-hmm. like, you pick just Bailey to Belly. Bailey to Bailey. It's, she's gone from a bad finisher. That wasn't, wait, no, that a, wasn't. To a worse finisher. Nope, nope. I refuse to say that. You know why I refuse to say that? So anyone on social media, yeah, on the comment section, they say the belly to belly suplex is rubbish, right? The next live show we do, let me do it to you on concrete, then you tell me if you're gonna wake up after that. The belly to belly was bad. No, nope. a belly to belly suplex is a good move. No, but the, the belly to belly, or the, it is called a belly to belly suplex. Anyway, you no, know, that is not a bad move. You basically, I think that moves you can do in real life. I I've done that in in the playground and I've nearly crippled someone. So don't. That's not <laughs> exactly they, they, how they landed because they're not wrestlers. They're not trained oh, to yeah. back bump. Yeah, you, I've, I've done it on the, on the grass. You hear the fud they, again. Mm-hmm. Try it on someone and you see them being in a hospital, and then you tell me if it's a rubbish finisher. It's kind of like the wasteland, the, the Bray Wyatt, um, the Wade, Wade, uh, Wade Barrett I, move. I like the wasteland. Yeah, some of you used to hate it. And I'm like, let me do it to you on concrete. You tell me it's rubbish. <laughs> Again, if you guys are so mouthy in the comment section saying that belly to belly suplex is rubbish, let me do it to you in real life and you tell me afterwards if it's a crap finisher because you're knocked out on the floor. You're complanking. I don't, I don't know if the caliber of a good finisher is, does it hurt in real life? It's not, it's a belly, it's, okay, what's the difference between that and a rock bottom? It's a similar thing, uh, put you on your back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, but, the, but there's but, a rotation. But the AA is also a terrible finisher. It would really hurt in real life. It's still a terrible finisher. Again, let me do it to you in real life and your neck and your spine, you'd be in hospital. You'd be spine yeah. stenosis all that, over, that, man. Doesn't mean it's a good finisher. Though. Like DDT again, again, let me let me just smack your head off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? DDT's a good move. Again, a neck breaker. Let me just jack you on my shoulder. You know, you know what I'm trying to get at? Like me... every wrestling move would hurt if it was done legitimately. That's not the barometer of a good finisher. And I guess, and I just realized a rose plant would actually, yeah, I can, I can rose KO, plant would really hurt. I would KO you on the floor. But I feel, I feel like, you know what? The setup is what is confusing because she does the whole arm leg thing. That's why I don't like the Bailey to belly because she only had it because she hugs people. That's the whole reason that she had the Bailey to belly. And it, and it went with her name and it does actually hurt people. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. What, you know what? Where's your famous, where's your favorite shoddy finisher? And I, and I poo-poo on it. My favorite finisher? Shoddy, it's, it's a shoddy move, but you accept it. It's a move that you shouldn't accept to be like, yeah, I'll take the WMD or punch in the face. Or I'll take uh, the, the, the Alistair Black, Fate of Black or whatever. <clears throat> it's a hot take. It's a finisher that I think is quite bad, but I love it anyway. The stunner. There you know, because you, you, you know what? Again, see? You, it's you, quite bad. Wait, wait, wait. I'll take it. Wait, you, you thank you. You, you. you asked the question, what is a move yet that you can't do in real life and that's stupid? A Stone Cold Stunner because yeah. your spine, your, your, your spine got completed and someone's next like, ah, I'm okay. <laughs> it's, um, so, it's, it, like, but the thing is, 
it's not about like what does the most damage in real life because it's about like the 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 shock factor of hitting it or the 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 move that gets over it. It's about like the pageantry of it, right? To be honest, to be honest, the execution is is dodgy. But, yeah, it is. But the stunner, I get the stunner like in wrestling sense, as in it's meant to stun. Yeah, it's jaw. supposed to be like you're a jawbreaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, and your jaw. And if you yeah. would have been in fights, you get hit by a jaw, you get knocked out. Yeah, that makes sense. But the fact he has to do it there, you have to have a callus on your butt cheeks in order for it mm-hmm. not to feel it. Yeah. I feel like we got sidetracked from SmackDown. To be no, honest. no, we didn't. We did. This is an extra side portion to about wrestling moves and to about the, me- the mechanics of wrestling moves. This is an extra portion for you guys. Enjoy. So after the match, so after this Zelina Vega versus Bailey match, that was, yeah. Uh, we then had Shotzi doing a video promo. She just appeared on the Tron. Because during the match and afterwards, Bailey was showing off the lock of hair that she had uh, from Shotzi that she cut off. Doing all this. Uh, doing all that. She's doing the, the Bianca Belair twirls, but with Shotzi's hair. <laughs> you know that's what she was channeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Shotzi popped up on the Tron in this really well shot uh, video promo. Mm. Kind of like there was a, a front on camera, there was a cu- side camera, and it was cut in between. And um, she shaved her head and she was, she's crazy now. Um, it was really well shot. And I think I'm I'm interested in shaved head Shotzi. I think some of her lines were a little on the nose of her being like, I'm going to show you how chaotic I am. It's like, well, I don't think you needed to say that. I think we could have seen that, but that's okay. She doesn't do irony. She just want to lay it. She wants to say how she, 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 she just wants to scrab us in a tin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There is no subtext. Yeah, there is no, no There is no layers. She says what's on the yeah. She's on the nose character. She has a tank for goodness sake. Yeah, I and also can't. there's 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 reasoning behind it for those of you that check yes. online wherever. I was about to bring that up. You know what? You know what? Sorry, finish it. Then. No, no, no. You no, go. You no, go, you no. Go. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm drinking. That, I'm the, okay. I'm the guy that talks after you say the important things. I'll be like, yes, that was very important. Cause anyway, yes. Shotzi's sister has cancer, so in solidarity, she shaved the head. Mm-hmm. That's a real uh, life reason for why she did it. Yep. But for character motivation, that also helps her because the simple fact is Shotzi has not translated well on the main roster. She was great in NXT, but at the same time, when she was in NXT, she was in a cool tag team with Athena, who was known as Ember Moon. I really enjoy that tag team. Mm. Then they made a mistake of, of bringing her up to the main roster without a tag team partner, and they gave a new one to Tegan Knox, who eventually started to look more like a, a radical like her, and then they released Tegan at that time, and since they come back, they pretend they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Me, me and Tempest say a thing called tag team amnesia, because yeah. the amount of times tag teams that never teamed up or shouldn't team mm-hmm. up against the old tag team happens a lot on SmackDown. But yeah, um, Shotzi's now deranged. Yeah. I should be excited, but then I realized one of my favorite female wrestler, she's on Raw. She's also unhinged, mm-hmm. but now, now they've turned her into a flipping puppy. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, they they track record for un, unstable uh, female wrestlers have not been great so far. I was excited about getting old school Nikki, but no, she's more obsessed with looking after Candice LeRae. Because there's also been unhinged Liv Morgan, which lasted no, 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 a couple still, weeks. No, 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 it hasn't. It hasn't. no. Actually, she's evolved from that. She's now hardcore. She's now a, a masochist now. Yeah, she's a masochist. Yeah. We, look, dude, you, you, you do listen video. I'll do a video for Russell Talk right now and breaking down and analyzing how she went from being, I'm crazy to table breaking until now she's now that confidence she needed from being that wimpy baby face she was oh, i'm mm-hmm. gonna try becky keeps beating me mm-hmm. and then uh oh my gosh i can't believe i beat ronda and then she lost the title and then she became crazy and then she became obsessed with tables and now she is who she is today watch me which is just 
Yeah. Liv Morgan still. No. Have you have you seen her talk? She talk, still talks like a woman that's unstable. And I'll do things to you guys that you wouldn't want to be done in, in front of a camera. She'll snap your elbow and probably pierce your nip and, and yank it out. She gives me that vibes. You She's have a crazy. way with words. I do. And she was in, in that Chucky series. I watched that Chucky series. She, she got, was. And she got... Yeah, exactly. That, how's that not a part of the evolution of a character? She because is, that's not canon. She it's is not part of the WWE is, story. It is, it is. It is. What's not canon is that she slapped, <laughs> she slapped Raquel in the tag team chair and she was <laughs> smiling. To this day, I'll never forget. She said, "Come here, whack." And what did she do? What's your title, bro? Let's hold it. <laughs> but yeah, again, she is still crazy. Liv Morgan. That's not. That's not the precious. Um, underdog. I'm gonna win someday. Yeah. Oh, can't believe I lost. I can't envision her crying now. If she did cry, it'd be, it'd be tears of laughter when she's burning the place down. Jay Uso cut a promo. Um, <laughs> Wait, those more crazy ladies. We're moving right David. along. Well, okay, I spent too moving much time right about Liv Morgan. She is psychotic now as a character, and I believe it now. She's, yeah, she's crazy. Sure. Uh, Jay Uso came out to cut a promo, uh, and he was saying, like, look, I respect. Every person in my family. I respect mm -hmm. every mother, every father, every uncle, aunt, nephew, niece. Every single person in my family. I love them all and I respect them a lot. But when it comes to Roman Reigns, man, I'm disrespecting you. He's going to uh, spank his younger brother. Whoops. Solo Sokoa, that is. That's Solo. Uh, and he said, wise man, you've been puppeteering my family for 40 plus years and that stops now. Jay is the real tribal chief. He's main event Jay Uso. It was a really solid promo. There was obviously more to it than that. I mm. paraphrased. Mm -hmm. But really solid, hyped up promo. Great stuff from Jay. Then gets interrupted by Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. And Paul Heyman said that Solo's here to enforce the peace because he just wants to talk. Hmm. Just wants to talk. Hmm. Nothing else. Hmm. Jay and Roman Reigns will be facing off next week Ooh. to dis discuss the rules of engagement, which I assume means they're going to have a stipulation uh, just say it's a stipulation but yeah sure put that something cut your mouth dress yeah. it up as you want to dress it up a little bit it i'm i'm curious slash worried now yeah i i say worried that's not true but i would think that what they were gonna do was do a singles match at SummerSlam, mm. which roman wins mm -hmm. to set up an i quit match at payback with okay. jay again mm -hmm. because then you have the history of the i quit match from hell in a cell mm. I'm now slightly concerned that they're going to do the I Quit match at SummerSlam and I don't know what they're doing at Payback. You know what I mean? Roman Reigns is taking a break. He's like, I've, I've been on nearly every other... He's got to be on Payback. He's got to be on Payback. That's the first time they've done Payback since 2020. That's got to be a reason for it. It's the show that he won the Universal title on in 2020. He's probably assuming it's an NXT show since they're bringing him back. <laughs> I'm meant to be there. It's not on Wednesday. What? Yeah. That's what he's probably assuming. Yeah. Uh... So they're facing off next week, and Paul Heyman just tries to emulate the manipulation of Roman Reigns and just said that whatever, everything that happened to Jimmy last week, him being stretched to hospital and everything, him being injured, him being out, that's all Jay's fault because Jay is the one who stood up against Roman Reigns. He forced Roman Reigns' hand, and that's the reason that, Jay, uh, that Jimmy's out, and it is all Jay's fault. Nobody will ever forgive him for this. His father won't forgive him for this. His mother won't forgive him for this. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns will never forgive him for this. Paul Heyman will never forgive him for this. But then Solo, before Heyman can say, and Solo will never forgive you for this, holds his hand out for the microphone, <coughs> which you may notice is exactly what Roman does. Just again, nice little tease of things to come. Heyman hands him the mic. He walks up to Jay, gets in his face and says, I'll never forgive you for what you've done, which I think 
is awesome because Solo was the one that did it. And Solo being the one doing it and yet still blaming Jay for it. It's like everybody in the bloodline knows exactly Jay's weaknesses. They know his vulnerabilities and they're like, eh, we're just going to exploit it because we can, which is great. Uh, Jay snaps, attacks Solo, gets him out the ring. And then you just feel this like ripple of like euphoria. And everyone just goes, ah, oh, Jay's alone in the ring with Paul Heyman. And everyone goes, Jay, kill him! And uh, Jay lands a super kick on Paul Heyman, which after, was awesome! After the first fake out, because uh, yes, Solo didn't after a fake him, out. And then he didn't. And then he nailed a super kick onto Paul Heyman. A safe one. You can tell he didn't so go full pelt. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But so cool. It feels like such a cathartic moment, because you very rarely see Paul Heyman take a wrestling bump. And this was really, really, it felt big time for it. Um, and then I loved when he just started stalking Heyman. Like he was he was stalking him. He was having a great time because uh, Heyman had brought in a chair with him to attack Jay with. So Jay was going and grabbing the chair. Big smile on his face being like, come on then, you want this? Like he was like getting really amped up. Everyone was like, yes, Jay, kill him. Um, but of course, Solo takes the bullet for Paul Heyman. Jay manages to hit Solo with the chair. Jay stood tall on this one. I really enjoyed the segment. I don't think it necessarily furthered the dynamic between Roman and Jay, but I don't think it needed to, because I'm now more excited for the SummerSlam match than I was before. And I think that is the point. Uh, it's, for me, it started off um, appallingly, not because of Jay Uso, because the crowd was wanting him. The crowd wanted him? What are you playing at? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. Was that. My, that was my first note of this segment. I said, why the, are they wanting him? But the good thing about Jay Uso is um, him and the Usos in general have this style where they kind of like list things when they talk. Mm -hmm. So he kind of leaned into it yeah. and turned it around when yeah. they're talking. He's like listing things. What? This? He kind of like turned it around where it's more of a positive. Because yes. people forgetting what used to be a positive chant. Mm. So I guess it's about how you can spin it and yes. make it work to your advantage. That it, makes sense. it was the structure of the promo because he would list things, this and things, let the crowd do their what, what, mm. what, what, what. And then he'd say a long line at the yeah. end of it to cut off the what chants. And everyone yeah. goes, way. Yeah. Like, and then he kind of evolved When he, when he did it. the fiery baby face promo, that's when the crowd had, they're like, you know what? We I, had I, our fun. Yeah. Now let's to, pay attention. Yeah, I have to pay. He's saying some good stuff now, okay? Mm -hmm. You're saying what? If you listen, you don't have to say what. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So they listened. Yeah. So um, I've looked on social media because that's what I do. I like looking on social media and what people mm -hmm. are talking about. People saying, it's Jay. It's Jay. It's got to be Jay. It started with Jake, ends with Jay. <sighs> These are the same people said it's Sammy. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. got to be Sammy and it's Sammy. I've always been consistent. It's Cody because Cody wants the title. The bloodline storyline is not about the title. So do not get confused. Yes, it's what Roman covets. But the whole, Jay's whole motivation has always been family. Mm -hmm. So Jay's portion of his story or his bloodline story is about family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like this Fast and Furious films that people talk about. It's about family. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, here's where, this, I, I call it the barometer of, of knowing someone's truly over. Mm -hmm. Jay Uso is over within the bloodline story sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the, if you give him the title 
and I'm not gonna be like condescending. Then what? Obviously, as a storyline, you, you as a as a as a writer, you you come up with storyline ideas. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't proven his worth as a babyface yet outside against Rome, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him as a babyface against other guys, mm-hmm. other big main eventers. I'm actually blanking right now outside of Roman. Who else <laughs> could he face? Like big Gen- heels? Yeah, that's actually quite scary. Carrying cross. <laughs> <laughs> and then. I hate to say this because I've been advocating that Karen Cross could be something, but then that'll be a step down for him. Yes, and if he'll be booing that match, nah, nah Jay Uso's a bust because he faced Karen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Austin Theory. God, uh, yeah, so many great heels. Oh, gosh. You see what I mean? Yeah. Outside of the Roman Reigns is a hot heel, and I guess that's another issue because they haven't really developed more heels. But, um, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. Jay versus Brock. And that would work, actually. It Jay would be Uso, really cool. Again, Jay Uso doing great passionate babyface promos. Mm. You can argue uh, Eddie having that one-month feud and winning the title from Brock yeah. elevated him. Oh, so good. Exactly. So for me, uh, again, they made that issue with Batista, but Batista made it work in the end mm-hmm. where he was only over within the Evolution storyline and then he started wrestling other people and you're kind of like, ah! It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So let's not confuse you him being over within the storyline sense of him being over as a babyface by himself. Because same thing as Wardlow. Yeah. Super over within while he was being controlled by MJF and yeah. all that stuff. And as soon as he broke out and everyone went, oh, hey, he's broken out. He beat MJF. Again, Amazing. Yes, and then yes. it was like, oh, he's actually got nothing on to, uh, beyond that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for me. This guy's been on, on the games, been on the and he's <laughs> retired from podcasting because he's, he's a busy guy. But I, I get it. But I appreciate you being in the last couple of weeks because let's break it down. Let's not confuse someone being over in a storyline sense as them being over uh, in 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 the wider wider scheme. Mm-hmm. You have to put. That's why, at the same time, weirdly enough, as much as we want LA Knight to get money in the bank, they're saying, "Hmm, we want to know if this guy's a flavor of the month." Mm-hmm. So we're gonna work things and and take our time. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of rushing because of the whole age things. I know how Vince is, and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Quick before this endeavor deal goes through and he gets 100% power and he's a manager mm-hmm. again or back to NWA or something like that. Yeah. Mm. For me, it's more timing. But yeah, if he's over, we have to see him, you know, small steps of building to get there. We haven't seen it with Jay Uso. In fact, he was a heel a few months ago. He only got over because Roman Reigns is that despised. So people were willing to forgive the fact that he betrayed Sammy in the first place. Although we knew he was being manipulated. But there's so many things at work. We need to see him. After this feud, what's next? Obviously, back to being a tag team because being part of the greatest tag team of all of time, according to the WWE. Yeah. yeah. But it's not his time. What I'm trying to say is his time was that tag team match he won. That for me was that's, that's it. That's his moment. That's his moment because it makes sense. He's a tag team specialist. So he beat Roman in a tag team match. Mm-hmm. It's about family. It's going to end about family. So he's not going to win the title. So stop pushing it. But again, you're entitled to your opinion, whatever, but explain the reason why. No. Yeah. Good chat. Thank like you. that one. Yeah. Um, we then had, quite like this idea, uh, the US Open Invitation, US Open, the US title Invitational, which yeah. I don't like the frame, the invita- who's inviting them? I know. Just, yeah, just same words. How, how, can I, how can we get invited? I, I, yeah. I've got some mild wrestling experience. Yeah, exactly. I've got a decent drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> prove it no uh not right now uh oh, we'll prove actually. but i i always get a kick out of qualification matches i just care more about them because the stakes are so much more tangible you just you you just you know what they're fighting for they're fighting for a qualification for a title they're fighting for no more contendership that's fine i i i always just i like them it's i don't think it's too crazy um 
I'm trying to figure out when did it become a WWE trope of making invitational tournaments, but just multi man. If you realize yeah, the things, I know. Like just shovel them in the ring and yeah. Um, but get I, some I, people. I don't mind it because we had a fatal four way this week. We're gonna have a fatal four way next week, and I assume they didn't explain it that the winners <laughs> of those two matches will then face each other. They did say the winner yeah, of that did, match, did, did, did. and then there you go. But we don't we'll know. Have a number one contender for again. Theory. The only thing they didn't explain is yeah, it's for Austin Theory's title, but we don't know if it's for SummerSlam. We assume mm-hmm. for SummerSlam, it makes yes. the most sense and yeah and the fact that santos has won it it kind of telegraphs who he's gonna be potentially uh we'll see uh so we had this week it was aj styles versus santos escobar versus butch versus grayson waller which i thought was an interesting lineup i quite like the the mixture of these four people again grayson waller trying to elevate him up a little bit more now that he did his debut match against edge Mm -hmm. trying to keep him kind of in the conversation keep him in the picture of the u.s title makes sense Mm. um aj styles big veteran for this match love that um (laughs) i didn't really like at the start of this match though because uh, on the latest episode of Three Count, which you should go and watch, went up yesterday. Uh, Ollie and Luke were talking about um, Grayson Waller, and Ollie said that Grayson Waller is uh, WWE's new Miz, and uh, Luke said that he was WWE's new Austin Theory. And he's like, they're like Russian dolls. You start with Miz, then you go to Austin Theory, then you go to Grayson Waller. So when Grayson Waller went out and started mouthing off to Austin Theory on commentary, I was like, oh my god, I'm seeing double here, four Mizzes. <laughs> That you know what, yeah, I feel like that does that does a disservice to wrestlers who are loud mouth, loud mouth and brash on them and with a microphone because they instantly get compared to the Miz. Because even MJF in the beginning had the Miz stigma. I will say though, WWE don't help themselves because they go, "Oh, you're loud mouth person, have a talk show." Carlito, Carlito, why did not Grayson Waller? Why did not Carlitos? Because Carlito was was loud mouthed and he had a talk show too. Mm-hmm. Why did not Roddy Piper? Because at the end of the day, this trope because I like using trope. That's gonna be my thing. Trope originated with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh-huh. They're all Pipers. They're all variations of Pipers. Kind of like, but but much worse. I want to say this here because I want to mess people's mind up. Kind of like how the Shield are variation. Of Nexus and Nexus a variation of Spirit Squad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We don't have time for you to explain your point of view, but I really need you to explain <laughs> your point of view on that one. And then the, it originated in WCW with natural born thrillers, you know, Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrak, Reno, and, and Mike Saunders. I call it the Young Hungry Faction when it's full of young guys. And, and I was thought by the other day, I was brushing my teeth and I was like, poor Spirit Squad, they've got such a poor um, history in, in wrestling because they were old, they were in the main, they took out Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. took out Triple H. They were tag team champions. They were actually doing well because the cheerleaders are like, cheerleaders. But they were WWE's first attempt of just a group of young, hungry guys. Mm-hmm. No leaders, no veterans, young, hungry guys. Mm-hmm. Start with them. Yeah. Yeah, one tag titles. Mm-hmm. Next, the same thing. One tag titles too, you know, mm-hmm. for our young hungry guys. And then the shield. So um, Spirit Squad crawled so shield can run. Yeah, I said it. I'm going to mess up your mind because you're going to... Yes. Sure. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. Guys, give me, give me a short video and then I'll, I'll do it again. Please. I'll explain it. Give me the clips and I'll start explaining how... It, yeah, Young Hungry Faction originated in WCW with Young um, Natural Born Thrillers and then you had Spirit Squad, then you had Nexus and you have the shield. They're all related. Young guys on the main roster from developmental... Causing chaos. We 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 simply must move on. In the words of CM Punk, tell me what I'm telling lies. I really like this match though. <laughs> this fatal four way. 
As you did. I really like this match. I thought there were some really good spots. Yeah. And I think in, in WWE multi-man matches, I really like that these days, yeah. they're doing less and less of the... It's a singles match, but with people on the outside. They're doing less and less of that now. And this never really felt like it ever was. Singles match, but with two people outside. There was constant interactions between all four of them through like the whole match, which was really great. There was also some really cool spots I hadn't seen before. Sunset flip, triple powerbomb, Tower of Doom spot was yeah, awesome. That was sick. Really, really cool. Um, and then, later on, as we get towards the finish of the match, AJ Styles is about to win, hits the Phenomenal Forum, lines up the Styles Clash onto Butch, and Karrion Cross comes on the Tron, and AJ Styles gets distracted because Cross was attacking the OCs. By himself. Styles, by himself. He, he looked like a badass. He took two of the guys on. He's like, I'm so helpless. We can't take him on. We're Bullet Club, but we can't take on this guy by himself. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok. I just Grinnell, TikTok. I, ju I just can't care about this feud anymore. <laughs> TikTok. I just can't care about it anymore. Hey, you know I what? Can't. <sighs> Styles just beat him. I know. He just beat him. I know. Why is Cross still caring? I know. Move on, pal. I know. And anyway. if he loses again, that was even that would make it even worse. Yeah, it would. That would make it worse. But if AJ lo loses, you'll be like, that's even worse. Yeah. It's a lose lose yeah, situation. Exactly. So stop doing it. Don't book it. No, it's but, bad. It, it, no, but Carrying Cross is an investment. They have to. It, no, they don't. They, they have don't to. have to do anything. Listen, uh, WWE and Endeavor are a thing now. So they, they're looking around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one's. We need to cut some people loose quick. Yeah. Make it look like he's, he's tangible. Jeez, uh, <laughs> make tangible. it look of, he's part of the fabric of the, of the product. Do something quick. Yeah. BAJ is a former world champion. Look, 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 look. See, yeah. see Vince? He's, he's, he's. He's worth it. He'd be AJ. <laughs> Styles was going to win. Got distracted by Cross. Went out the ring and was going to go try and help the OC. Got attacked. Waller hit the Rolling Stunner onto Butch, but then Santos Escobar came out of nowhere, hits a splash onto Grayson Waller and gets the pin. Santos Escobar wins and moves on to next week where he will face the winner of, because we've got little video promos from each of these people next, Yeah. Rey Mysterio, Cameron Grimes, Sheamus. And I was like, wait, that's three people. Who's the fourth person? Cuts to the arena. LA Knight's music hits. And I went, oh, what a genius idea to have the fourth person instead of LA Knight cutting a little video promo backstage like everybody else. No, no, no. No, no, no. He gets to come out in front of the audience. That is a very good idea. Yeah. Uh, him coming out, cuts a little promo. And all he says is like, hey, I'm going to win next week. Let but that's all he you. needs to say. Because to all you. he needs to say is, let me talk to you. And then everyone goes, hey. He had the Kovorka. And then it's, it's LA Knight's game. LA Knight. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's on board. That's all he needs to do. It's so easy. I love it, yeah. This bandwagon I've been on since the Bray Wyatt feud has gone bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. I, I said it from the beginning. I said, for me, yeah, everyone thought I was crazy. I remember I, I was sitting here with Oli, what Oli was covering one time, and I was trying to explain to him. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm actually enjoying the feud because he wasn't afraid of Bray Wyatt. Yes. Had he been cowering and like, oh no, what's going what on? Then I would have been like, oh, I hate this feud. Oh yeah, do you see what he did to him? Yeah, no, it's because mm -hmm. he was over his head, but he didn't know it. And I found that cute and endearing. And it also made him look a bit like a badass as well. It's kind of like mm. he was standing up to him yeah. and he even beat up Uncle Howdy. Like there's stuff that he did that made me think, hey, this character, I like him. He's loud. He's possibly stupid because he's in danger, mm -hmm. but he's brave and he doesn't back down. Mm. And all those qualities made Ian did. I loved the cats from the beginning. Yeah, and then the Royal Rumble happened. I was like, ah, oh, that, that sucks. But I was like, you know what? He's one of those people, despite him not being given anything, despite giving the, the, the Kanoska Takeshita push, which is losing all the time, he got over. <laughs> 
You loving it. You know, I woke up with reference today. He did. <laughs> Tell me why I'm telling lies. Did he not get booked like Takeshita? He was not losing often matches, right? Yeah. And he still got over. Like Takeshita. And then now, yeah. instead of turning heel, because Takeshita turned heel, he's turning face. The reverse Takeshita. Jesus Christ. Yes. This Amen. Is, this is Amen. a hell of a podcast today, Amen. gang. Amen. Amen. Uh, we then got our main event of the show, which was Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the women's title. Before the match even starts, we had Bailey and EO Sky in the crowd. I, I do have to mention it Go because it, it is one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling currently where wrestlers will show up in the crowd and be like, I've got a ticket. I've got a ticket, so I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit here because I've got a ticket, you see? And it's like, you don't need to get a ticket because you can already be there. You're a wrestler in the company. You can already be there. You could just go out at ringside if you want to. There's nothing stopping. Go on commentary. Do anything you're allowed to do that. You do not need a ticket. Like, if if the storyline was, they're barred from ringside. They can't come out there. And then they find a way to get to ringside because they subvert the expectation. They go, oh, I've found a loophole. I can buy a ticket and I'll sit in the front row. Fine, you know? But they were just there with tickets. And then Charlotte Flair comes out. It's like, I've got a ticket. It's like, why? You can already be there. I'm shouting too much for no, something no, that doesn't no, matter. No, no, You just, you, a light bulb went off. It's not the lights in the studio. A light bulb went, went off. Yeah. We should do Pete's Pet Peeves. Pete's Pet Peeves. PPP. PPP. What I, want, what I want Pete to do is go on social media. Uh-huh. Do a survey and ask if people want it. So that way, you know, because you're, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're very much, you're very much, because that's the business thing. Because Pete can't go, I'm going to do this video because he has to show there is an audience for it. So he does a top 10 Pete's pet peeve of, of all time. So that will be on that list. And I want to know what more pet peeves you have. You know, you know, that is just Cultaholic Straight to Hell series. That is what that is. Well, if it's called Pete's pet peeve, I don't see any similarities. Is there a Pete and Cultaholic? Answer the question. The answer is no. 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 So I want to see Pete's Anywho. pet peeves. Anywho. Pete's pet peeves. We, we've, got, we've got to Pete's stop getting distracted. Pete's pet peeves. Pete's pet peeves. Can you hear the people? They're chanting. I can hear it in my head. And I can see the comment section. You, you type in Pete's pet peeves. And we're going to make it you a reality. So many plosives right into the microphone. It's Pete's pet peeves. I've had peeves before. Blue <laughs> <laughs> for AIDS. Anyway, good God, we get so sidetracked about something that ultimately does not matter. Pete's pet peeves. We make the, it po- the important part is the important part of Pete's, Pete's pet, pet peeves, peeves is that Eos Guy and uh, Bailey were at ringside, and so was Charlotte Flair. The match itself suffered because of shenanigans at ringside. The in-ring action was fine at best, and it broke down. Uh, Eos Guy and Bailey looked like they were going to cash in. Charlotte came out to equalize. Uh, Charlotte got involved and attacked Eo and Bailey. Uh, but uh, Charlotte went to spear Io. Io sidestepped and she speared Bianca Belair instead, causing the DQ. So that was the end of that match. Uh, Io and Bailey went to go cash in, but Asuka misted Bailey, preventing the cash in, and got away with her belt. So I didn't think it was very good. You I didn't? Thought, no, like it was fine. It was insanely predictable and not in like a good way because wrestling wrestling doesn't have I know a lot of people say this it was like well I knew it was going to happen therefore it's bad and that's not true because there's a lot of stuff that is predictable and good because we want it and we get it and that's great this was just like well I know everything that's going to happen before this segment happens and well there there it is yeah and listen we can all predict it we still have to see in the end if it comes to fruition and it did come to fruition and I, I didn't find it bad I still enjoyed the fact that EO Sky is this looming figure in the background mm-hmm. because you got in a weird way you got a freeway feud 
even though they're mostly making it as a two ways. Like it's us two for the title, but yeah, Oscar has the title. Mm. And he was like, Yeah, so cute and beautiful, but I'm just gonna since you're ignoring Oscar and you're posturing, I'm just gonna go beat Oscar, take the title, leave, and you guys can go kiss each other and I run off and go, ha ha ha. And at the same time, my best friend could potentially stab me in the back. There's like all of this storyline thread and beats being played out in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I for me, I for me, I for one. Mm-hmm. I I like it. I like it. What I don't like is that's the only um besides Shotzi's promo, besides, you know, Bailey didn't have a match. There was two women's matches. Mm-hmm. They need they need to be more. Cause I feel like Raw has been providing multiple women's feud. And you can argue more ha- uh, Raw has another hour. So they, mm-hmm. they have got more time to add more feuds. But at the same time, we are getting probably uh, two separate feuds lumped into one. Yes. In a weird way. Yes. So maybe I'm getting what I want after all. There you go. I'm yeah. happy now. Yeah. I, I thought it was fine, but it just didn't add anything exciting to it because all of this, I think, had already been established. It, Last it, week. It, it, think... di- it didn't further a lot of it. All of it kind of, we left exactly the same as when we went in. Like, there's tension between Bianca and Charlotte and Asuka. We already knew that. And there's tension between EO and Bailey. And EO tries to cash in and doesn't do it. We know that. That also happened last week. It's like all of it was just kind of like the same. And it did it wasn't changed in any meaningful way. And guess what? Next week we may get a can they coexist tag team match. Who knows? Woo! Can't wait. Can Bailey and Charlotte coexist? Can Asuka and EO co- coexist? Because Asuka still is a heel. Yeah. Just just so people remember. Sure. So we could uh, get that. I I thought it wasn't great, but I thought there was a lot of stuff in the show that I thought was really good. Oh, I'm glad the women main evented, and that was like so the match I. ending uh, segment. Yeah. So that there's, there's, for me, I, f- I feel like there's a lot more positive. There, there are things we can nitpick. You know, it's yeah. just a nitpick about stuff. But I feel like there, there's more. They're doing stuff with women. Yeah. You know, they are doing stuff. And I do think that this week was kind of like the apology week for last week. Because last week, like a lot of stuff got cut down on time, especially yeah. women's segments and stuff like that. And this time, a lot of stuff got a chance to breathe. It was breathed really well. Mm, yeah. Uh, so that was the show overall. Uh, I gave this in my editor review a high three out of five. Like I thought it was pretty good. You know, there was nothing like excellent on the show, mm. but I don't think there was anything majorly bad. I can't argue with that. It's three out of five. Before we uh, before we get out of here, yeah. we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. If you've not been to Patreon yet, you should. Load of extra bonus content, loads of extra uh, features and, and perks and stuff that you guys get over there. Go check it all out. It's awesome. If you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one. So thank you to the number one villain, Nikolai Martinson. Excuse me if I butcher your name. The intriguing infrared near Alfredo Whale. Peter Fiber Brand to us. Probably better than Kyle Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAT Nation International as a 24 7 champion, our legend. Rose Brad Ambassador, Redman 2490. Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags, Rich Holt. Burley, Rob Burwell. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Sorry, I think my <laughs> eardrum just burst. I'm trying to do WCW when they know that, you know. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. Rocky. The Farm General, 
Roman Dietrich. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Farm General. <laughs> Farm General. Thank you so much, all of our pledge channels on our Patreon page. And thank you for watching this video. If you've not yet, please do consider subscribing, like this video, etc. We'll be back with more next week. As per usual, on Monday, we'll have a review of Collision. We'll have a review of Raw on Tuesday, Dynamite on Thursday, SmackDown on Friday, I mean Saturday. Everything's going to be great. And Tempest will be back next week as well. So if you really don't like me, don't worry. Tempest is back next week. But you're going to get Pete's pet peeves very, very <laughs> soon, guys. Look for it. He's had peeves before. Don't promise things because yeah. it's probably not going to happen. Peeve. It's not going to happen, though, is peeve. it? Pete's pet peeves. At most, it might be a Twitter thread. But that's about it. Guys, we'll see. speak. Wrestle Talk fans, speak. Pete's pet peeve. Tell them what you want. Thanks, Sat. Thanks, me. Thank you. Jam that jam. Goodbye, everybody. Jam that jam. Jam jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.